Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews Podcast and I am your host Shanice. Today we will be discussing the golden era, the 90s. I kind of want to change it up a little bit. So far we have been reviewing TV shows and versus battles and everything else and I just kind of want to switch it up a little bit and kind of go back down memory lane and talk about the golden era of TV, like the 90s, my favorite era. Um, TV now has changed. It kind of sucks. You do have your good shows here and there. I'm feeling a crew summer, as you know, how we do the weekly reviews. And now I'm reviewing Narcos, which is one of my favorite um, shows now, but that's on the streaming service, you know. And then also I do love Snowfall. That will be... The, the main thing, I, I cannot wait to get into that. I love that show. You're going to see how passionate I talk about it because it, it's, it's the domino effect, especially my community. But so it is good shows out there, but it's nothing like the 90s. And I kind of just want to go back down memory lane, talk about what shows meant to me. You know, the family environment they brought to shows, how we kind of lived our life vicariously through the characters. It was just so much. TV was so good. Scripts were so good. And now you feel like everything is just so much uh, politics, politically correct. And, you know, just not realistic anymore. You know, it's not authentic, in my opinion. That's just how I feel. Um, even for a while, I remember I quit watching TV. So, um, I just kind of want to just switch it up a little bit. Talk about that. Um, I did promise my listeners that we were going to do, um, for the ones who enjoy me reviewing the versus recaps. I'm not going to review the Swiss and, um, Tim, uh, battle. I kind of just couldn't get into it. I wasn't feeling the energy. I love the music, but I couldn't get into it. And then my mind that night was such on my writing because I had writer's block. And Saturday night, it just kind of, Sunday night, it kind of just clicked. And I just got in my mode and got the writing and writing and writing. So I couldn't get off into the battle. So I'm not going to review it, um, unfortunately. But I am going to stick to, you know, my weekly pods. And I will review the next verses because they already announced that Soldier Boy will be going against Bow Wow. So I think that'll be a good one for the culture, you know, for the, you know, younger generation. Even though I'm like the same age as them, but they just seem like such younger than me, I guess, because I was more into you know other stuff I wasn't but by that time I was already off the porch I wasn't really listening to Bow Wow Soldier Boy like that but even though they did have some bops so I can't wait to um get into that because they they had some bops for sure but I just kind of want to go back down memory lane today talk about the good tv shows and what meant a lot to me how I used to make sure I didn't miss the episode and everything So yeah, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate all the support, all the people out there listening. I hope I'm entertaining. I hope you guys like the podcast. Like I said, this is new for me. I love commentary, but I still have to get better at it. I try to, you know, give as much as I can. So yeah, um, pretty much that's it. Don't forget, you can follow me on all of my social medias. As I always say, if you want to. Um, if you want to send me an e- email, you can do that too. I can provide my email at the end of the show. If you want to hit me up in a DM or a, a messenger and just say, Hey, I've been checking out your pod on a weekly basis. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. You know, I, I wouldn't even mind getting guests on my show eventually after I get settled in after I relocate, which is the, which is at the end of this month. So after the end of the month, when I get situated in my new home and 
be able to uh, purchase more equipment. I really plan on taking it way more serious, getting way more productive and, you know, better at, at, at this craft and this commentary game because I love it. I, I love it. I, I love other podcasts. I love other, I love YouTubers. Cause I, like I said, I'm a big YouTube fan. So I'm just a, a fan of it all. Fan of the commentary art. This is, this is what's up to me. So thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to tune back in this week. Cause we will be doing our crew summer. And then I'm going to do another pod tonight. We're going to do episode six of Narcos. But as for tonight, let's get into the nostalgic of the nineties. Let's get into the show. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. Okay, so I want to start off just saying, breaking it up into segments. So, back in the 90s, me growing up, when you woke up in the morning, you had certain shows that came on every morning, 7 a.m. So when you're getting ready for the bus, et cetera, et cetera, just in the morning times, you already knew what was going to be on TV. And it probably still come on to this day, but a person like me, I don't do cable no more. It costs too much, and I'm always on streaming services. I keep Netflix, Hulu, and everything. I don't watch a lot of new TV, so all the old stuff is on Hulu anyway. I might as well just do the streaming services. But back in the day, it wasn't no streaming services. All we had was cable. So when you're getting ready for school, this middle school era, um, elementary, what was on? Say by the bell. You had, um, it first started off, good morning, Miss Bliss. And then it took it into where good morning, Miss Bliss was all about the, the teacher, and you know she had her students and she was like the real cool teacher the one you always go to for all your problems we all had one of those cool teachers who just was cool but always made work fun always made the classroom fun always made the projects fun so you had me good morning miss bliss and then it took you to where it turned into say by the bell and it basically became zach's show and then it was just all about you know, the, the clicking at the school, you know, the little Bay, Bayside High School. Then it brought you to the college years. A lot of people wasn't big on the college years, high school, uh, say by the bell, but I was because it was like a closure gap. They had a couple spinoffs too, like Summer in Hawaii. That was cool. When they got to doing a new class, say by the bell, I wasn't with all that. But, you know, and we all, we all knew the characters. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we knew who our characters was. Everybody knew who Zach was. Everybody knew who Kelly was, Screech was, Lisa was. You know what I'm saying? So, say by the bell, that was the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people was like, oh, it was cheesy. Nah, say, everybody loves say by the bell. If you ain't like say by the bell, you cheesy. But say by the bell was dope. And if you feel like you grew up with those characters, you know what I'm saying? So those was the, the 90s of the good mornings, you know what I'm saying? And then not to mention when you want to take it to the weekend, we had the TGIF. You know what I'm saying? So with TGIF, we had we had Full House. That came um, that came on. TGIF was, thank goodness it's Friday. So they had a lineup of shows that came on on Friday night. When I was a kid, we loved stuff like that. We had Boy Meets World. 
that was the show. Full House, Step by Step. Sabrina the Teenager, which I really wasn't into that one. Clueless, I really wasn't into that show. I watched it a couple times. That was cool, but I more liked the movie. The movie, everybody was walking around talking about ass, if, and whatever. Like, Clueless was dope. Um... They had Perfect Strangers, which Perfect Strangers, that brought the spinoff to um, Family Matters. Family Matters was a TGIF show. And a lot of people don't know, Family Matters spun off from uh, Perfect Strangers, which Harriet, the mom, it was basically a show supposed to be about her life. And then <clears throat> she was the elevator woman. <clears throat> so... You know, Perfect Strangers came on, and then it brought it into a whole new spinoff, which was Family Matters. And that was um, a positive show, especially for the black community, because back in the early 90s, well, that Family Matters, that started in the late 80s. So we didn't really have a positive, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they never showed us, like, in a positive light, like you had the dad, he's the cop, the mother, you know, just a middle-class um, police officer. Raising his kids, he let his uh, sister-in-law move in, and, you know, they got, the, then, you know, it was supposed to be the mother show, and to me, season one was dope, I liked it season one, but then when they brought, towards the end, they brought Steve Urkel on, and he basically made it his show, you know, and you just had, it, you had a whole dynamic of it, it was just dope, like you had the, the cop, just the sh straight good guy, family man. You had the the girls, you know, even though they erased one of them. And, you know, she just went up the stairs and never came back down. But that was weird. You know, and they just showed family. And one thing about all of those shows is, like, even on holidays, they always made a special holiday episode. They always made just a special, had, had messages in there that was to brought the bigger picture. Rather, it was the gangs or the drugs. You know what I'm saying? And they had it in Chicago. I love that Family Matters. That's one of my favorite shows. I always like how you can just always go back and just be like, dang, those was the good old days. You know, just sit there and laugh. Everything, you know, everything wasn't just how it is now. Everybody just on TV now, it's just ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, we had Family Matters. We even had Mr. Belvedere, where he was like the butler and used to take care of the kids. That was a good show. That was more in the 80s. It kind of ended in 90s. Then after Full House... The Olsen Twins had another show, and it was uh, Two of a Kind. I believe that came on on TGIF, too. Um, hanging with Mr. Cooper. We um, we had all—TGIF was the shit. You know what I'm saying? You used to look, wait to Fridays, and you knew all those shows were lined up to come. Even, like, our cartoons in the 90s. When you think about stuff like, what do they got now? Uh, I can't even think of it now, but before South Park and all that other crap, what they, what they got, um, King of the Hill, all of that, before that, it was the Simpsons, and I'm talking about the 80s, 90s Simpsons storylines, just amazing, you know, everybody knew a Bart, you know what I'm saying, or a Homer, like, that was before the King of the Hills, the, uh, the Family Man, I couldn't think of it. The Family Man and all of that. So we had The Simpsons. And I believe they still make Simpsons to this day. I haven't watched it in years, but, you know, I got the Disney streaming service and I know that they have all the old storylines. They have every episode back to the 80s just about on there. Then do y'all remember the TV show Dinosaurs? Remember the show, show Dinosaurs where you had the little dinosaurs and you had the, the mama uh the little and the baby the baby always says that's the mama that's the mama you know what i'm saying we just had good 
family shows. It was good family structured shows. Uh, we had Growing Pains that came on. I can't remember show. Uh, Growing pains on, and then so you know that takes you to the Friday nights. We had the TGIF that was just basically, hey, you've been at work all week, you want to wind down. If you if you're just a family person and you just want to lay back and just chill and watch a good family TV that everybody can watch, you ain't got to worry about sending your kids to the room because this is too grown, you know, and everybody could be entertained. It was just like family night, you could sit there, play games, watch a little family TV, and you knew that that lineup was coming on Friday night, so that was dope. So so far, we talked about the mornings with the Say by the Bell, and it takes us into the weekend with the Friday nights, and then we get to the Saturday morning. The Saturday morning cartoons, come on now. The Saturday morning cartoons, it, it was nothing like that in the 90s. When you woke up, you turned on Channel 85 Saturday morning, you had Bobby's World. You had Tiny Toon Adventures, remember Gargoyles, etc. Then we had not only that, the Power Rangers was the stuff in the 90s too. Then a lot of people wasn't on this, but I used to love me some VR Troopers. If you were a fan of soap operas too, that's the reason why if a General Hospital, when Carly came on in the 90s, on General, if you're a soap opera fan and you watch General Hospital in the 90s, I was always a big Carly fan because she had came from the show VR Troopers. And even um, Spider-Man used to come on every Saturday morning. A lot of Saturday morning cartoons. That was dope, too. You know, we had our Saturday morning cartoons. You know, you wake up, you go get your stereo, blah, blah, blah. You know, them cartoons are going to be coming on. Even that one dude, I can't think of his name. He had a cartoon that was good too. He was a comedian, the big heavy set guy. He played um he was he was the white guy who played as the McDonald's clerk in Coming to America. I think his name is Louie. But he had a cartoon um kind of like based off his life. That one was really good too. It used to come on Saturday morning. That one was so funny. He's a he he was a comedian. It was supposed to be like based off of his childhood. That was a dope one too. So, yeah, Saturday mornings used to be lit. So, you go from Friday night to TGIF, then you go to the next day is Saturday morning cartoons. But then, I kind of got to rewind it back to Thursdays, because those was my nights. I used to love me some Thursday nights on Fox in the mid-90s. Well, even early 90s, like that 92, 93, 94. When you were 8 o'clock p.m., Fox, Martin. 8.30, Living Single, 9 o'clock, New York Undercover. I, man, I was glued to the TV, and I was little then. I used to, you go to Cracking Up with Martin, then you go to Cracking Up to Living Single, then New York Undercover came on. And the that was just, that night, you just waited for Thursdays, because... All of those images were very positive. It wasn't just all this stuff that they have on TV now. Everybody had, you know, not to judge nobody. You know, it is what it is. You know, TV is just it's just not for me these days. What everything that they put on there, I just feel like it's ridiculous. I'm not a big fan of reality television shows. To each his own. But you know, when it first started coming on, I did used to watch it. But I just realized like this is foolishness out here. You know, what happened to good TV? You know, then it takes away from the real thespians who went to school and you know worked hard for their craft. And then most jobs now they don't even make good shows now because they got all this reality TV out here. That's just my opinion. That's just how I feel. That's why I don't watch it. And I watch a lot of reruns because I miss old shows like that. I miss scripted stuff that was good. You know, 
Um, but yeah, it was positive images. You have Martin. He's in his early 20s. He's just a, uh, a radio jock. He's doing what he loves to do, talking junk. Then it was like an image of us. You weren't just too proper. You you was just being yourself. You hanging with your two homeboys. You got Gina. She's a, basically like an executive in her office with her best friend, Pam. Um, they both African-Americans. They ain't showing all the street stuff, the hood stuff. All they doing is just they be working, they hanging. It even had, you know, them branch off and be entrepreneurs. It showed them being in a relationship on how they fought to get back together. But it was still comical to their beautiful wedding showing that, you know, the love and everything. So it was just a positive image and it was just pure comedy, pure funny. I used to love watching all the characters. You know, Shanene was was crazy. That was one of my favorite um characters he played. And then the Otis. Then Jerome in the house. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, he branched off and became... Uh, he had the talk show. Then you go to living single. Another positive image, which friends ripped off. Don't get it twisted. They got that idea from living single. And, you know, that was straight positive imagery. You had um, Queen Latifah, the editor of her own, her own newspaper company. Maxine, Lo Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. Then you had Regine. She the little bougie one, but hilarious. You had Sinclair. One too smart, but she was like the funny one, the, the rose that the Golden Girls won. You know what I'm, what you want to say? She was like the, the dumb one, but just the comical one. Then you had the two brothers upstairs. You had Overton. He was the handyman. You know, then you had um, uh, Kyle. He was a, a big accountant, a stockbrokerage guy. You know, and it was just like all, P, all um, just positive imagery of friends hanging out, living in the same apartment building, all working on their careers out of college, just having fun, comical. And then you take it to, and then, you know, you go from the Detroit with Martin, then you go to New York with uh, Living Single in Brooklyn, and then you go straight to 9 o'clock. And then you got New York Undercover. And then you basically got Andre Harrell, who was over all of the music, and that was one of Dick Wolf's shows. And I love me some Law & Order, especially, the, um, like, the, the original Law & Order, not the special victims. That's cool, but the original Law & Order, that was the stuff. And he, Dick Wolf, he made New York Undercover, too. New York Undercover was the... You had the Latino detective and the black detective. And then you had their um their their lieutenant, Lou. She was cool. And then see, I remembered her from my so-called life. Remember, she played uh if you watch most my so-called life on MTV, which I'll get to that show in a minute. Uh she played Leanne's mom, I believe that was her name. Yeah, Leanne's mom. So New York Undercover, just the storylines, and they showed you how to crime and how they took you into the streets and they just showed two guys, the young detectives, you know, and how they would have at the end, they all be at the club and they play the little music and it just had that little laid back, you know, happy hour vibe. New York Undercover was dope. It could have actually lasted longer. You know, some people say shows run out, but I don't believe that. Look at how long um, Law and Order they ran. They could have ran that show just as long with even greater storylines. You know, I just, I feel like they dropped the ball on that one. That show could have really went far because it was dope to me, New York Undercover. So I used to love my Thursday nights. Then while we on Fox, you know, <clears throat> Married with Children, that was my show. Straight comical. Al and Marcy bickering back and forth all the time. They always sent to it. Peg didn't give a blank. Um, Kelly, she just was just dumb, you know, but she was funny. And then Bud, you know, Married with Children, they changed the game on a lot of stuff. They even had protests, you know, to 
they had to fight the bar because some people didn't like some of the jokes that was made. So they were changing the game with that one. But Married with Children, that was another one. It, it lived a long time. I think it did 11 seasons, but that was another good show. You know, it, it showed like the other side. It wasn't, they, they all weren't professional and had great jobs. It just showed like Al, he was the football player who hated, who basically, he was the football jockey in high school. But when he got out of high school, he married, you know, his high school lady and became a shoe salesman. He was just felt like it just was a bum. Peggy was a house housewife who didn't work and they didn't have no money. But it was just straight comical. You know what I'm saying? And then um, while we stand on Fox, then we had one show. I really feel like they dropped the ball on this one. And I want to say it came on Wednesday nights. We only got one season. And that show could have really went far. But I feel like, to me, it was too real. And, and TV wasn't ready for that. And that was South Central. And it starred um, Lorenz Tate, um, Lamont, Beas Le Lamont Beasley from Moesha, who played Hakeem. Um, Nisi even played on there for a couple episodes. And then the mama, I can't think of her name right now, but she played a mama on Temptations as well. But the TV show South Central, if you Google it, if you ain't never seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It came on like in 1994. It showed a single mother. She was living in South Central. Her oldest son got killed gang banging, and then she was raising her other three, her other two kids, and then she had a foster son. It even showed how we used to have. Also, Jennifer Lopez was in there. Um, then it showed how we used to have like the little neighborhood grocery stores and the um, neighborhood get-togethers where they would have like the Friday youth centers where you could go in there and rap and just to do something to keep kids out of trouble where they actually had places to go in the community. That show was too real. They had the beautiful Maya Campbell. I hate to see how you know how she where she is now, where she, where she used to be. And one from In the House, she played on a lot of episodes in that too. Um, but they just dropped the they dropped the ball on that show. That show could have really went far, and they only gave us one season. And a lot of people used to like used to watch it. So I don't want to hear nothing about the ratings. I just felt like it was too real for TV, in my opinion. Then you know, even staying on that. Remember we had Rock. Rock is him and his wife, and his brother and his dad, and then he even brought his niece on. Uh, that show was real too. That was another uh, show we had back in the '90s. Another black, another black show. You know what I'm saying? That represented our culture. Um, the Rock. That that was the stuff too. You know, the '90s. The TV shows was just different. They hit home different. You felt them different. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, speaking on positive imagery, you can say whatever you want, feel however you want, but the Cosby show, that was one of the, one of the great shows too, ran from 1984 to 1992, so that was early 90s, you know, and it showed the doctor, you know, the, 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 the um, gave positive imagery, you know, you show Dr. Huxable, his wife, she's a, um, a, a hotshot attorney, all their kids going to college, you know, and then it just showed you, you know, how, we raised our kids in our community, you know, on how, you know, that one line people were shocked was on TV. Like, um, I brought you in this world and I take you out. That was a shocking line when Bill Cosby said that to Theo. And they always kind of tried the, um, the, the Theo character. He was supposed to be similar to the Eddie Winslow character 
in um family matters so yeah then not even just the cosby show that changed the game of television for especially the african-american community it is what it is and then you go and it takes you to a different world he did it again and it showed you positive imagery of like spellman kid college kid the college life that made a lot of people want to go to college some people might didn't even want to go to college. They watched a different world and was like, dang, it's like this. It's like this if I stay on campus. It made you want it to go to a HBCU. I mean, just just dope. And that 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 ended in 1993. And then when you think about people who starred on a different world, like just from where their, where their careers are at now, you know, it's crazy. Then if you take it to the um to the UPN network. We had In the House, which starred um, Maya Campbell, LL Cool J, Carlton after he left Fresh Prince. One, um, I can't think of her name. One of the the Wayne and Brothers, their their sister. That was a that was a dope show. Then, especially being a young girl, growing up in the nineties, Moesha, Moesha, we loved Moesha. You know what I'm saying? She was just um, the, the cool kid. Love poetry, smart. Then you had Hakeem. Everybody uh, everybody had a Hakeem next door. He used to always come over, hang with you, always ride with you. You know, you always got that one dude who just always just be part of the clique where that's just like your brother. You know, then you had Kim. To me, Kim made the show. She was funny. As, she was funny. She All her punchlines. Like, I really wish her career would have went further because she was straight talented. She was straight talented and funny from when she came from 227. And then, you know, after that, they brought the Parkers, which the Parkers was a positive image as well. Um, it showed a mother who had a, had a daughter as a teenager, raised her, but when she got to her senior year, went back and got her college education, uh, you know, an entrepreneur with her fashion, um, only thing, the only two things I didn't like about the Parkers was they made Kim like extra dumber and she was, she always was kind of dingy and Moesha, but they, to me, they kind of made her part extra dumber. And then I hated how Nikki always chased after Professor Ogilvy. At first it started off funny, but then it just got to kind of got like, okay, come, come on now. It, it got a little too much. But then, yeah, the Parkers, they was cool too. And then we had Sister, 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 Sister. That was a, a, a good show. Then you can go to another uh, comedian show, the Jamie Foxx show. That was just different. A family working in a, a family owning a hotel, working in a hotel. The Jamie Foxx show was funny. One of my favorite episodes of the Jamie Foxx show is when him and Braxton got arrested and they went to jail and they were singing uh, Whitney Houston, shoop, shoop, shoop. But that was one of my favorite episodes of the Jamie Foxx show right there. And then speaking of the 90s, even look at A Living Color. A Living Color changed the game with the sketches and the skits, a straight comedy sketch skit show. Um, a Living Color was just dope. The Wayne and Brothers changed the game, and I don't I don't feel like they get their credit and just to of what everything that they have put in the culture. If you go back and look at A Living Color, look at look what it birthed. You know, that was Jennifer Lopez start. Jim Carrey start. You know, and you just look at some of the great people. Marlon Wayne is his big brothers. Like they, they did the thing with the living color, and then they they pushed they pushed the bearer on jokes. You know, and then everything just wasn't. They did all kind of jokes, and it's like 
you wouldn't even be able to get away with stuff like that. But then back then, that was before the cancel culture, the PC culture, and you trying to gravitate to just everybody. When everybody, comedy was just pure humor. It was funny. Nobody was doing anything to try to harm anyone or be cruel to them. It was just like pure comical jokes, you know. So, yeah, in Living Color, that was the early 90s, 1990 to 94. That was dope. And I haven't even got to the Nickelodeon days. When I was in middle school, I remember you want to go home after you get done with your homework or you eat, whatever, whatever. 7.30. No, I'm sorry. 7 o'clock. You about to watch Doug. Then you about to watch Hey Arnold. Then Rugrats coming on. And then that's, that's not to even... Like, and those were like good cartoons, funny cartoons to where, you know, when you, sometime when you're like six or seven or eight, you might outgrow that stuff. Nah, we was watching that stuff 13, 14. I could still watch an episode of Hey Arnold and be cracking up. We had the Doug, Rugrats, Hey Arnold, back to back. And then we had like the little shows like, um, Secret World of Alex Mack, Clarissa Explains It All, Kidding and Kale, all that. My brother and me, which they dropped the ball on that one because that one was a dope show. I used to couldn't wait for uh, my brother and me to come on. I think they only gave us like one season of that. That one, that one was a dope one. So yeah, I used to Nickelodeon, '90s Nickelodeon. What? You, you couldn't tell us nothing. All that after every episode, they bring on an artist and. That was the thing, too, to where you watch, um, like, documentaries now or behind the music or even, you know, like the TV one uh, when they just tell their true stories of what happened to us growing up. Those artists were way bigger than what, what, what that they were to us. Like, you couldn't tell me that if, if I seen an artist, I wouldn't think that they were on an A-list level because we seen them on TV. But see, back then, TV used to promote those artists. They would come on, sing their shows. So that's how we knew those songs. We played those songs. You know, they might have been one-hit wonders or think their career didn't mean anything. But just to us everyday people, they was just the stuff to us, even on Family Matters. When they would have the shows, um, like the, day, the high school dance cons, um, dance parties and everything, they would bring on different artists and they would come on and they'll be singing and, you know, that's how they promoted themselves and got even bigger. They were on TV. So, you can't tell me nothing about my 90s TV. Everybody called me the rerun queen. Because I will sit there and watch reruns, reruns like it's nothing. And then even um, if you go to the MTV. It seemed like I used to always be late to the ball catching this show, but I used to love it. And that was my so-called my so life. My so-called life, they changed the ball. They dropped the ball on that, and they changed the game by just introducing stuff that people weren't doing in high school. They weren't showing in high school. Um, it was just, um, I, I liked it, that show. It was different, and they, they could have really went further. I think they dropped it because it was on ABC, and they said the ratings were low. But sometimes I just feel like if they give just another little chance, that show has the chance to take off. Because my so-called life, that could have ran for seasons and seasons. And if you kind of pay attention to TV, even though it ended, um, if you kind of watch Felicity, which came on late 90s, you can kind of see it was kind of like another version of my, my so-called life, to be honest. If you just kind of pay attention to to it, it's kind of like another 
runoff version from my so-called life she just was in college and it was a different person different scenery and all but kind of like that and then even speaking of uh cartoons i used to wait i couldn't wait wait for uh daria to come on daria used to come on mtv too they remember we had the beavis and the butthead that was that was another one uh take it to usa network remember the 90s tv show weird science then Wonder Years. Wonder Years was so dope. The music in there, they played all the 60s music and it just showed the tale of the 60s with everything going on, you know, and it just it was just like him telling his story. Uh, I don't care who you is. Wonder Years was the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Winnie was always dogging poor Kevin out. But Wonder Years was the stuff. And that's um, to mention re reboots. They're about to reboot that. And I just feel like just leave it alone. Y'all mess classics up. Some stuff is just not meant to be touched. Because a lot of stuff that they try to redo now, you can't get away with seeing stuff you said now. Not that it was offensive or hurt everybody's feelings. It was just everything back in the day was so authentic. And now it's like with television, they try to cater to everybody. They try to make everything so diverse to where they just push stuff together that just don't even... It's just like y'all just forcing everything. It don't come authentic. It don't come as natural storylines. We used to relate to a lot of TV back in the day. You know what I'm saying? We used to be like, okay, I sit at my table like this on the holidays. I feel like this when I go to the game, when they would show the games or the, t the, the dances or just shopping. It was more authentic, more real. So Wonder Years, that was another classic. It's on Hulu too when I'm just sitting back catching up. That's what I watch. And then even like, you know, the soap operas, they had better storylines as well. I did a podcast about soap operas, um, like what's going on with like today on how they canceled all of them and how the storylines used to be so dope and how they kind of just, just try to cater to everything and dumb everything down to where they just don't tell authentic storylines. People want real storylines, you know, stuff, some stuff is dark, you know, sometimes you have to just tell those stories, you know, life is not a walk in the park all the time. But speaking of soap operas, we even had um, nighttime soap operas. We had Baywatch. Baywatch was good. I don't know if y'all watch Baywatch, but I used to love me, love me watching Baywatch, honey. That was my show. And then I go back to Fox, and then you go to the great Aaron Spelling. And he brought us with shows like Beverly Hills 90210, which... I feel it's one of the best shows out there. I've watched every episode of Beverly Hills 90210. I don't care. Wednesday night, Beverly Hills 9021 come on. And then to take you to Merrill's Place. I used to love me some Merrill's Place. I might do a podcast about that. Y'all, if y'all, if y'all like, if y'all like talking about soap operas like back in the day, we can just talk about how good that stuff was. You went from um Beverly Hills 90210. To Merrill's place. Remember Models Inc. And then we had Silk Stockings. Those was good shows. They, they were they were just good. Good storytelling. You know, the 90s just were something different. It was something different. And I haven't even got to Charmed. Aaron Spelling, he just did it to us again. He brought Charmed out in the late 90s. And Shannon Dorothy, she got fired from 90210. But she went right to Charmed and kicked that butt in there. Um... Charm, that that was dope. And, and then what do they do? They bring these reboots. And they just, they're trash. Like, when they did the reboot with 90210, they could have did so much with that. They had all the original characters except for Luke Perry. And rest his soul, 
I used to love me some 90210. I used to want Luke Perry 1964, that, that Porsche she had. I used to really want one of those. But, yeah, they, um... They could have really took that storyline somewhere, but it's like they made a mockery of it. They tried to reboot Meryl's place. Uh, that was trash. They they rebooted Charm. I won't even support it. And then let's go to another show, The Golden Girls. Can you make a show with three old ladies, with four old ladies, that can just make you laugh like that? Everything, you know, they had some definitely some sexually jokes in there, but now everything is just so over sexualized to where it's ridiculous. But back in the day, you know, they might have made jokes, you knew what they was talking about, but you I can sit there and watch the Golden Girls over and over again and still laugh like it came out yesterday. With four little old ladies just sitting there at the table eating some cheesecake. You have to do good writing. And I don't care what nobody say. They just don't do it like that no more. That's why they call me to rerun Queen. My mama called me like, what you doing? Watching TV. Uh, I ain't even going to ask what you watching. It's something old. You right. You right. Then you, you win a spinoff of Golden Girls. We had Empty Nest. I used to watch Empty Nest a little bit. I really couldn't. That I wasn't crazy about Empty Nest, but it was cool too. And then one of the best shows. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, 1990 to 96. That, you had the, the dude coming from Philly. Everybody knew the song. And then just to look at where Will Smith's career came from from that. And then you go back and you watch reruns and you see some of the guest stars on there and where they're at now. Just dope. Like when J. Cole spit that line, first off, the rest, first of all, rest in peace to Uncle Phil, the only father that I ever knew. You 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 knew where where he was coming from on that because a lot of times we use we live vicariously through our TV characters' lives. You know what I'm saying? If you grew up and you didn't have a father in a home, yeah, that TV show that was Uncle Phil. You know what I'm saying? Even you know what I'm saying people might get mad, but even when you talk about Bill Cosby, that was Mr. Huxtable, damn it. You know what I'm saying? Like. TV shows really meant something to us in the 90s. It just is what it is. And then um, Fresh Prince just was different. You know, Will Smith was always had the fly gear on. Um, he was just a player player till he met Lisa. Then we, we watched little Ashley grow up. Hillary was just Hillary. You know, you go back to season one and you see Don Cheeto. He on there. You know what I'm saying? You're just like, dang, look at how young he was. He was on. He, he was guest appeared on there. Look at how many times Queen Latifah guest premiered on there. We had Growing Pains. Uh, we had Hanging with Mr. Cooper, if I didn't mention that one. But yeah, just TV just was different back in the day. It just was special to us. like And just good writing. Good writing. Everything wasn't just... Don't get me started. One day I might just vent on how stuff just bothers me these days. But you know, to each his own. It is what it is. But I'm just talking about my childhood and what I loved. I do want to do a podcast about movies in the 90s that just, you know, meant something to us. You know, uh, and then everything now they just want to, they want to bring it back. But I just think some stuff's like, you know, that I named are just classics. Just leave it alone. 
because that was just dope. We look forward for our weekly episodes. Um, you Like I said, you knew Tuesday nights, you was watching Moesha the Parkers. Wednesday nights, you had um, Beverly Hills 90210. You basically had an Aaron Spelling night, okay? Thursdays, we watching Martin Living Single. Then Fridays, you got TGIF. Saturday, Saturday you got Saturday morning cartoons. Then, not even to mention, in the 90s, we had our Arsenio Hard Night Show. Then remember, we had Love Connection. Remember, Love Connection would come on. And then right after that, Arsenio Hall. Baby. <sighs> the damn 90s. And, and, you know, it's just like, it was always a, a hidden message in there. It might be a 30-minute episode. And within 30 minutes, you know, you could see something real bad happened and they work it out, which, you know, in reality, it don't work like that. But it was always just a hidden message in there. Like, you know, sometimes you just got to stop, talk it out, try to work it out. You know, they had really good messages in there. And then they just showed the family dynamics of everything. Everything wasn't even on TV shows. It was just about family and just about living a good life. It wasn't just all this. Let me just stun on you. Oh, I got this amount of money. Oh, I'm better than you. Oh, I own this amount of business. Oh, this, 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 this. You know, and stuff was rougher then. And I liked, you know, how you could just sit back and, you know, just escape from your world and just watch some good TV and just laugh. I'm like, dang, you know. And then when you watch, like, reality shows, it's just basically everybody flaunting fake wealth in your face that they don't even have. You know, it's just TV putting the fake deception of life out there. And the fake perception of relationships, friendships. And it's just just all lies. Basically, they're just bad actors, if you ask me. Um, but, you know, those we really had good scripts, good storylines. I definitely want to do um, talk-offs from my favorite movies in the 90s. And even the 80s. The 80s had good movies, too. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to do a John Candy special. Because I used to love me some John Candy movies. You get to talking about Home Alone, Pretty in Pink. The Breakfast Club, uh, Uncle Buck. Then you take it to the 90s movies and you want to go John Singleton. You got Boys in the Hood. You got Higher Learning. You know, the 90s just was different. And it really was the golden era. I don't care what nobody say. The world we live in now is just so fake and phony. Everybody always trying to outdo each other. Nobody's humble no more. And it's just whack. You know what I'm saying? Even family, family members try to outdo each other. Um, so, like I said, if I'm having a bad day sometime, I could just come to my crib, tune everything out. I cut on me an old rerun and just be like, dang, because it make you think about how those were the good old days. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, this was just like a bonus pod. I just wanted to kind of come and just talk about some of my favorite TV shows back in the day. Um, stuff that was slept on, like South Central. If you've never watched South Central, I believe they got like six episodes on YouTube. Just go on YouTube and type South Central TV show, um, 1994. Check it out. You see what I'm talking about. People weren't really to have people weren't ready to have those conversations and open up to that kind of dialogue back in the day. That's why I believe it was canceled. I believe it was canceled because it was just too real for TV. You know what I'm saying? And then back in the day, we had dark storylines too. 
Where if you go back and look at something, dang, I can't believe they put that on TV. But it was real stuff. It was real stuff. When you try to do these watered-down storylines because they might offend any and everybody or it might hurt your feelings on this, those was real dialogues, real talk-offs. It brought off real open discussion. Even in the 90s, we had Teen Summit on BET. We had Teen Summit where it'd be a whole bunch of teenagers and we sitting up, uh, just sitting up, not me, I wasn't there. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying, it's Teen Summit where you sitting there and you watching a whole bunch of teens talk about teen solutions in the neighborhood. That, that, that was that was dope. And like I said, it was authentic. It was real. It was real. Even if you go and you watch um, episodes, like all type of episodes, especially, um, I don't want to say especially because I don't want to include nobody out, but like in all episodes, um, I'm going to say recently, I just watched the old episode of Beverly Hills 90210. You know, it was a good show and it was still family friendly where it wasn't overly sexualized but they still took it there to have talk and they had like stuff like the rap line where you could call in if you've been raped etc etc they talked about having condoms for kids because that's when the aids was out how to protect yourself from sex and they even had good lessons in there like maybe you should wait you know maybe you should think about your body but now if you say stuff like that oh you're telling people how to live their life You know, it was just a different time. I appreciated stuff like that. I appreciated shows like that. It made you think. It made you want to learn. It made you want to do good in school. And and then they didn't make people who went to school and did, you know, on, on TV shows like that. Like even you had Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince didn't make you want to go out and just be a gangbanger and sell drugs and do all this other just bull crap. You know what I'm saying? They, they made you want to go to school, made you want to play on the basketball team, made you want to try out for this or that. You know what I'm saying? They had good shows that wanted to motivate you, family oriented. Now, I don't know what this stuff is now. And it's not to knock it, because even in my book, you know, my book is different. My book is more, I told you guys before, the book I'm writing is going to put you more into like, say the movie Juice, a little bit of paid in full. But it's going to be a little message in there. But that's only, you know, I was just listening to an interview and this guy, he um, inspires me all the time. Anytime I watch any of his interviews and I, uh, I, I think it's this way because when I heard his first story, even when I get down, I listen to it. And that's from, um, his name is Chaz. I cannot think of his last name, but he played Sonny in A Bronx Tale. And I think of two lines from A Bronx Tale. And one thing, the saddest thing in life is a waste of talent, and that's for sure. And that's why I said, you know what? I feel like I can do certain things, but I'm too scared. I'm always worried about what people going to say. Somebody might say something one time and it just knocks me off my A game. So I'm not going to do that no more. Even if I don't do as good as I want to do, I'm going to try to succeed. I want to get in the commentary world. Damn it, I'm going to get in the commentary world. I'm not coming in here to talk about different people, put anybody down, criticize, overly look at what celebrities is doing. No, I just want to talk about what I want to talk about. So I said, what's the good thing we can talk about now? Start off recapping TV shows. We might have start having a more open dialogue, but I love the commentary world. I wanted to do it since 2013. So I'm going to do it. Might not do good as far as, you know, when I first started off. But I believe it will take time. And, you know, eventually the platform will grow. 
And if you've been tuning in with me, um, I like being honest with my listeners. I want to be as honest as possible. I want to be authentic as possible. I want to be as raw as possible, you know, and promise to stay humble. Because let's say, for instance, if I was to get big, you got the right to humble me. Even though I'm too scared to get all cocky and stuff. Because I know as quick as, as quick as God bless you with something, he could take it away from you. I've always been scared to get too arrogant, too cocky. Because I know as quick as you get it, you can lose it. I know I got way off topic, y'all, about talking. We were talking about TV shows, but just, you know, sometimes life comes up. I do want to do another podcast um, talking about 90s movies. And then I want to do, like, my favorite gangster movies, my great, my uh, favorite mafia movies. But, yeah, we, we did have way more positive imagery back on TV in 90s. Now, we can't even have a good TV show because as soon as they bring one out, if they do have a good script, we too busy worried about what the um the actresses or actresses are doing behind closed doors. As soon as a good show come, up, come out in season one, by season two, they got a whole scandal on them. You know, it's just, it's, we living in a different time. But it is what it is. I hope you guys enjoyed this pod. Just wanted to talk about some of my favorite TV shows. Like I told y'all, I used to love Aaron Spelling shows. All of them. Down to Models, Inc., Beverly Hills 90210, um, Meryl's Place. I could tell you every episode. Man, I used to love them shows. Now, I used to I, I used to love the dramas, the soap operas. One of my favorite storylines came from a soap opera. And I started writing a script. It kind of inspired off of that storyline. But I definitely got to complete the um, novel I'm working on now. And then I've already kind of got in my head the part two to that. But, you know, Lord's will, my third script, I definitely want to start on that. I wrote the the entry of it in the first scene, and it's going to be dark, romantic, and a lot of edge, a lot of edge, because like I said, it's inspired from a storyline from, I used to love the drama soaps, and they had good stories, even if you would go back to the 1990s Lifetime movies, like I said, when I, how I've been reviewing Cruel Summer, Cruel Summer puts me into that Texas 90s lifetime-ish movies. You know what I'm saying? Even the music. We learned a lot of music from TV shows. Good music. You know, from um from one life from me growing up watching One Life to Live with my grandmama and my mother. That's how I learned about Chris Isaac. I love me some Chris Isaac. You know, we used to hear good music and it would stick in your head. You'd go try to get their tapes your singles whatever but yeah but nothing beat my thursday nights in the 90s watching martin living single new york undercover and then when they said that they had wanted to reboot all of them i'm like please martin is too much of a classic martin would not be able to tell those jokes that he told now without somebody trying to cancel him or bringing up they have, they have been brought up. Oh, he did this to Tisha back in the day. She looked uncomfortable. It'd just be a whole bunch of blood. Leave it alone. It's a classic. We enjoy the reruns. You know, come up with something different if you're going to do something all together. Um, <clears throat> Living Single. They were talking about rebooting that. Leave it alone. It's a classic. I say do a, you can, it's always cool to do a reunion show. 
you know, Mike can just do one episode of a big reunion, everybody meeting up for a holiday or a birthday party or a 10-year, 20-year class reunion. That'd be cool. But rebooting the whole show, sometimes that kind of ruins it. Like, I had, I checked out the first episode of the new Say by the Bell. I couldn't get into it, to be honest. They change way too much up. I couldn't get off into it. Yeah. But, yeah. This was the podcast of just talking about those good 90s TV shows. Down to the TGIF. Thank goodness it's Friday nights to the Saturday morning cartoons. Tuesday night, UPM. Moesha down to the Parkers. Then you go to Wednesday nights. Fox, you have South Central. Please, if y'all never watched that, go YouTube it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Um... Then to the Aaron Spelling Nights, where you have the 90210s. Then you go to Charm, even on WB. Now, we had some dope shows back in the day. Really dope. They need to make a platform where they just put all the 90s nostalgia stuff on there. Just dope. But, yeah. Even cartoons like uh, Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Darkwing Duck, uh, Spin Tales. Oh, my God. Bobby's World was the stuff. Yeah, Bobby's World was the stuff. But, yeah, the, the 90s cartoons, they hit different. They hit different. But, yeah, this was just my little pod. I'm about to get up out of here. I've had a very long day um, on the phone all day. And about to put this out to you guys. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, Then go get something to eat. Come back right on the book. I'm a little tired, so the Narcos podcast is probably not coming back, to, not coming on tonight, but we'll probably get it on tomorrow for sure. So tomorrow we'll do Narcos episode six, and we are halfway through this season of um, reviewing that. Um, if you don't have time to check it out now, you know, when you get a uh, maybe just like a couple days off and you're just sitting there doing Netflix to chill, can't figure out to watch. Watch Narcos, then come back and check my podcast out. Tell me what you think. You know, I know it's a busy time right now, and then I'm uh, recapping it a couple years later. But it's a, it's a method to it. You know, I want to um, have it done by the time Snowfall comes back on so we can kind of bring it together. And you can see how, you know, two different writers, two totally different shows, but how they all connect with the cocaine in the 80s and the crack epidemic. So when we get done with that, and tying all the narcos with the snowfalls and how the DEA was set up and the CIA was bringing their stuff over here and the domino effect of it all. You know, you'll see how it kind of comes together. And, yeah. So we'll get to that. I know the crew summers, you know, after you watch a, a new show, you want to know what everybody thought about it. You want to hear their recaps. Like, hey, did you see this? Did you keep this out? What you think will happen here? What's your prediction there? So, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, you can follow me on my social media links. Facebook, I'm under Alicia Shanice. Uh, Instagram, IG is Alicia Shanice. If you love music like I love music, download Spotify. Most of my episodes that if you're on it, listening to me on another streaming service, most of like every episode, if you missed one, is on Spotify. But if you have Spotify, follow my playlist that I made them public. You can see my groove, taste the music. Um, I got a lot of dope, dope playlists. I put my little music on, cut my candles on, clean my house, be having it all pine thawed up. Jamming. From the 80s to the 90s to now. So yeah, check out my music playlist. Um... But thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, 
Be safe out there. Don't let nobody knock you off your hustle. You want to do something, it's never too late. I don't care how old you is or how you feel like you might can't do this and you can do it. Put your mind to it and, and just do it. One day I'm going to share my story about how I actually started my first podcast. Because when I tell you I've been wanting to do this since 2013, don't let nobody knock you off your square. Don't worry about what nobody thinks. That's the other line from Rockstale. Nobody cares. So do what you want to do. You got a dream. You got a hustle you want to do. All you can do is just, if it don't work, you can say, I tried. And if you know you tried, that'd make you feel even better. But thanks for tuning in. Much love. I will catch y'all tomorrow. We're going to get out on our cruel summer review. And then we're going to review Narcos, episode six. Y'all be safe out there.